Hello, and welcome to the Baseball America podcast. I'm Matt Eddy, and with me is Ben Badler, and we will be discussing the 10th annual Futures game on this edition of the podcast. Uh, looking at the rosters right now, Ben, uh, we're kind of assessing the strengths and weaknesses of each team. Uh, I mean, let's start with the U.S. roster. Uh, what do you see there for strengths? Yeah, you know, we just released the rosters on BaseballAmerica.com if you want to follow along with us here. But, you know, looking at the U.S. roster, it's a little bit different this year because the players who are involved on the U.S. team, are a lot of them are going to be involved in the Olympics this year in August, uh, which are in Beijing. Uh, it doesn't mean if they're on the Futures team that they're going to be in the Olympics, but, you know, USA Baseball is going to draw from that pool of players. So I think you see some players there who, who might not normally uh, be there and some guys who, who definitely missed the cut who who probably should be there and would be there if this wasn't a special year uh, for the Olympics. Uh, you know, but looking at the roster, I think the, the thing that jumps out to me for the U.S., um, a lot of strike-throwing pitchers there. And I think that's that's a thing that, that USA Baseball really looks for, an international baseball competition. Uh, I think that, you know, that that's a very important thing to have. And you've got a couple of guys here like Brett Anderson and Trevor Cahill couple of teammates in Stockton for the A's, uh, now both moved up to Midland, two of the youngest pitchers in AA now. Uh, to me, those are the two best pitching prospects out there. I know it's sometimes hard to for teams to allow some of their pitchers to go out there, but uh, to me, those are the two of the most interesting guys. Uh, you know, their outfield looks pretty good too, though, Matt, I, I think. Indeed, even with the omission of Colby Rasmus, maybe the best the best, um, most complete prospect in AAA right now. But we do, we are represented by a couple, uh, three other AAA outfielders in um, the Pirates, Andrew McCutcheon, the Giants, Nate Scherholtz, and uh, the Twins, Denard Spann, just back from a uh, broken finger and hitting very, very well for Rochester. Uh, Supplemented, those three supplemented by Dexter Fowler and Greg Golson, a couple of AA guys, but I don't really care about AA guys here. Well, and the thing I think Fowler is actually a guy who probably could be in AAA pretty soon. Uh, you know, guy who's always had outstanding tools, uh, always had some some health problems, uh, kind of you know nagging him and and kind of keeping him off track a little bit. I think that was one of the Rockies' goal this, goals this year, just to try to keep him healthy. Because when he when he is healthy, you know, obviously what you've seen this year is is what he's capable of. Very very high ceiling for him. Uh, the other couple of guys who are actually uh, kind of in our neck of the woods right now gonna. Go see them. They're in town for uh, actually a six-game series against the Carolina Mudcats. The the Huntsville Stars are. That team's pretty loaded. Two of those guys, two of their best hitters, are going to be on the U.S. roster, Matt Gamble and Matt Laporta. Uh, I don't know if there's a better 3-4 hitting punch in the minor leagues than, than Huntsville's Matt Gamble and, and Matt Laporta. Uh, two of the better power hitters uh, in the minor leagues. Uh, obviously, that system... You know, with Braun and Fielder uh, and all the talent they have there. Not really sure where all those guys are going to fit in, into place there in Milwaukee, but, you know, obviously a lot of talent there for them to, to be looking forward to the future for them. Yeah, you talk about three, four punches. How about Chris Davis and anybody in the Oklahoma lineup? Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like Davis was uh, called to the major leagues and might not participate in this game. Uh, but we will still be treated to other Rangers farmhands like uh, catcher Taylor Teagarden. Uh, first baseman catcher Max Ramirez and um, a world team player Elvis Andrus, the shortstop, the the very young shortstop. And uh, I guess that's a, a good segue to to get over to the um, the world strengths. Yeah, I think the the world roster. 
Um, you know, again, the the pitching. You know, there's probably some some pretty good guys out there. You just can't you can't always get the arms there that you want. But you know, Jaime Garcia. Uh, I don't know who's going to start for the world, but he'd be an outstanding candidate. Uh, one one of the better pitching prospects in the minor leagues. Keeps the ball on the ground. Strikes guys out. You don't usually see that confluence of of abilities there, but he can do that. Uh, good fastball. Good sink on it. Uh, plus curveball. So you know, he he brings a lot of talent to the table. Then they have Carlos Carrasco as well, uh, another another top pitching prospect. Uh, you, you got uh, you got some talent there too in the in the middle of the infield. I know Andrus isn't having a, a great year this year. Uh, actually, he's not really, He's had a, he's had a lot of struggles this year. But uh, De Jesus, uh, another talented middle infielder, very smooth, uh, and Emilio Bonifacio as well, uh, another interesting middle infield prospect uh, for for the world roster. But I, th- I think the best part about the world roster is the outfield, and those guys are all legitimate, legitimate talents. Uh, Gorkis Hernandez, uh, Fernando Martinez, Gerardo Parra, uh, Wilkin Ramirez. You know, these guys are all legitimate prospects. And then you, you look, too, at, at some of the younger guys on the team, and that's the thing about the Futures game. Uh, it, it's not. I think the U.S. team is a little bit older than the world team. I think that happens a lot. Uh, and that's one thing to remember, too, when you're watching the game uh, in July is that you know, if if you got a pitcher from the from the U.S. team, say, uh, you know, you have a guy like Will Inman going up against uh, uh, Angel Villalona. It's it's really not a, a fair matchup. I think we all like, I think most of us like Villalona as a, a better prospect, uh, but for guys like him and Montero who are so young and and very talented, I saw Montero actually at the South Atlantic League All Star game, uh, just hitting balls everywhere in the home run derby. Uh, but but it'll be exciting to see those guys at least just have the, a chance to see them in person or, or on TV uh, just for the first time for for a lot of people. That's catcher Jesus Montero uh, yeah. in, in the Yankees system. So that that's another good idea is to look at which player are you most looking forward to seeing for the first time in the Futures game. And we'll stick with the world roster. Who's your pick? Yeah, for me, I guess, just kind of looking at the rosters right now, like I said, I, I saw Montero play. Uh, real outgoing guy. Uh, seems like he has a lot of fun on the field. So, uh, you know, he he's one to watch. Uh, I think Villalona's one, like I mentioned. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I don't think we're really going to learn too much other than just kind of what he looks like in a uniform. Right. You know, unless he hits a home run or something off one of these older guys. Even if he struggles, the guy's 17. really doesn't matter how he does. <laughs> so I, I, I think one of, some of the interesting guys are uh, Gerardo Parra, for example. Just a, mm-hmm. a real sweet swing from him. Uh, very interested to see what he can do. Uh, and a- Andrews as well, I think, is another guy. Uh, just to see what, you know, he's obviously, he's 19 years old in double A. Uh, this guy could be in low A right now, and he'd still be kind of young for the league. So just to see, you know, how he handles himself in the field, uh, just see what his swing is like, see what some of the tools he has are. I think that's going to be interesting to see those guys, Matt. A couple pitchers I'd like to draw attention to are uh, Philippe Aumont, the uh, 11th overall pick in 07. Big time sinker baller, you know, still trying to get a feel for the for the slider and, and the changeup, but this guy's six seven, you know, and just throws the heck out of the ball. I think seeing him is going to be, if he pitches in the game, very exciting. And 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 also the Indians um, right hander Hector Rondon, he's twenty twenty, um, he's twenty years old. Coming into the year, there were concerns about his strikeout rate. You know, he wasn't really missing many bats, even though he had a lively. 93 mile an hour fastball. Well, that's changed this year. He's he struck out more than a batter an inning, and uh, for me, 
again, if he pitches, he's going to be one of the guys I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to see the pitchers, and, you know, we hear reports on the stuff and things like that. When you actually see them in person, uh, you know, like, I want to see what Omont's uh, breaking ball looks like. I want to see kind of the, the action that he has on his fastball. And I think one of the guys last year, uh, Faltino De Los Santos, this guy who really caught a lot of attention last year when, you know, people really saw the life on that guy's stuff. And mm. uh, just, just to be able to see what some of the pitchers' repertoires are and, and see the quality of their pitchers is, is an interesting thing. Now, um, let's go over to the to the U.S. side. Who do you, who do you want to see? I think the I think the most interesting guy to me is is Trevor Cahill. Uh, he's a guy who he was a he was a second round pick a couple of years ago. Uh, really really had a great year last year. Uh, maybe a little bit under some people's radar, but he's always just he's always had success as a professional. And this year he's you know he can make a case. He's a he's a strong candidate for our minor league player of the year right now. He's not a guy who's doing it with a lot of deception or anything like that. He's just he's just got great stuff. He's got a great uh, hard sinking fastball. He's got a curve that's just outstanding. Uh, and he's another guy kind of like Garcia who, who strikes guys out at a high rate and keeps the ball on the ground. And that's why he's able to have so much success in the Cal League. Uh, when you can do that, you're going to have a lot of success. Uh, so, so just to see Cahill, another also very athletic, great delivery. So to be able to see him in person is a is is going to be fun, I think. I'm very, definitely looking forward to see that. Uh, see what see what he can do. Uh, for me, maybe um, just may, maybe Inman, just because of everything we've everything we've read about him doesn't doesn't suggest that he's any any great talent, but he gets results everywhere he goes. And I'm really interested to see that fastball command and and to see exactly how the secondary stuff plays. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I think also too in in some of these competitions where a guy only throws one inning, and uh, I just got back from the the Carolina California League All Star game, and uh, Jake Arrieta was there, and you know he's a guy who normally throws lower 90s, but you know we only have to throw an inning, and you're going to be you know on on national television now too. I mean, just for example, Arietta was throwing consistently 95, 96 in the All Star game. Uh, so I think a guy like like that could could definitely play up in a game like the Futures game where his velocity can uh, take out kick up a step. A guy like Inman, not sure if that's going to be uh, kind of the advantage for him, where a one inning stint's going to be the mm-hmm. best way to to showcase him. But you know, definitely going to see you know what his off speed pitches are like. Uh, are they just kind of you know averageish pitches, or does he really have some good bite on him? It'd be interesting to see that as well. Indeed. Was there anything else we wanted to get to? Regarding the futures game, well, I think it's a it's a nine inning game this year, which I uh, I'm happy about. You know, normally it's a it's a seven inning game, and uh, I don't know why I, I'd be happy if the game went 27 innings. <laughs> it's it's just you don't really get a chance to see these guys that often, uh, especially depending on you know what part of the country you live in, uh, how many minor league games you get to go to. But you know, having these games, you know, or any minor league all star game, if you can get out there. I definitely recommend it. You're just being able to see so many talented guys in, in one place. Is, it's always really a treat to, to be able to see that. So I'm glad they went to nine innings this year uh, to be able to, I think, you know, scouts too who, who use this game as a scouting tool. I think sometimes guys can get a little uh, overhyped after a good or uh, or, or doubt too, maybe guys get too down on them after a poor Futures game performance. But this is just, you know, one inning or a couple of at-bats relative to their track record of uh, their their entire professional body of work. But it's still exciting to see it's a, it's a nine inning game right now, so definitely looking forward to seeing that. 
maybe that that's the first step toward a uh, a true best of seven futures game series. I think that's really the way to go if we're really going to have a, a true champion. Uh, you got to play it on the field, and you got to you got to have a, at least a few games, Matt. <laughs> All right, uh, he's Ben Bowler. I'm Matt Eddy. This has been the Baseball America podcast, Futures Game Edition.